0: Welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another podcast for you. I am your host with the most, Hema Himuli, Jr. And joining me as always, the sultry voice of the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Higgin.
1: What is up? Yeah, this is our like fifth podcast that we've done in the last week. It's been a crazy Insane. week. Um, a lot of news. Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. Uh, you came in yesterday on your day off with your son with you. <laughs> For the we, Mike We, got, we got the Hendrix <laughs> Sports Beat After Hours debut. Yeah. Um, To talk the Mike Conley trade. And, and then, crocodiles. And crocodiles. It was great. Dinosaurs. <laughs> crocodiles are his favorite dinosaur. Yep. In case uh, you didn't know Hema. I'm guessing you did. But I'm guessing our guest today, Spencer Linton, wasn't aware of that. Boom. Spencer, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic. And my microphone is not on there, it's is, on now. there is my <laughs> Sometimes microphone you bring yourself in, but that's that's my bad i didn't tell you that <laughs> no, <laughs> i am
2: sorry i was supposed to push no the, uh, it's okay your talent right but right, I, i'm I supposed to run. do this for you <laughs> this is below my level no I'm, i can't I, I kid, push I buttons kid. by the way speaking of alligators and crocodiles did you see the picture of the alligator with a full-on the knife, knife stuck sticking in it, out it, of it, it, oh, its yeah. head yes and just swimming around like, hey, ain't no thing. It's that's it's a badass picture. Like my first thought was, this has to be Florida. It has to be Florida, right? <laughs> but it was in Texas, and then my next thought was, I bet a guy from Florida did that to exactly. the alligator. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Florida man in te- Florida man to a Texas alligator. The best headlines always involve a Florida man for sure. Florida man, Florida
1: man. By the way, I, I know has seen it. Have you ever seen Atlanta? I have not seen Atlanta. Okay, it's a good. In the second season, there's this whole spinoff thing. Um, where it <laughs> talks about like the mythical creature that is Florida Man, and it's talking about like how it's like Sasquatch
0: or the Boogeyman, and uh, but really it's just every crazy news story starts out with Florida Man. Yeah,
1: he's like he's like Florida Man is the uh, paranormal alt right version of Johnny Appleseed, <laughs> who is responsible for all of the uh, uh, delinquencies that happened right. down in Florida. He was the Florida second Man, gunman on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Florida Man punches. Flamingo, right. Florida Man breaks into delivery room and punches ex girlfriend's new boyfriend. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's this great tangent. It's, it's one beat. of my favorite scenes from a TV show. Um, you got to check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's a great show. Um, but, we uh, are missing it, Hamid yeah. and I are. But we are not here to talk about Atlanta. We're not here to talk about Florida Man and his mystical powers. We're here to talk about the great city of Utah. Yes, and uh, three new players headed there after tonight. I see um, what you
2: did there, Hemma. Boom. The great city of Utah.
0: <laughs> but um um, bum So, the Jazz just got finished drafting or the NBA draft just happened and the yes. Jazz finished drafting late in the second round, a bunch of picks. Very,
1: very late. There are 60 overall picks and uh between 5 and 60, the Jazz had 3 of them.
0: Which is crazy because We knew they were going to trade a pick. We knew they had a pick left. And then they bought a pick, which we did not see coming. But we're going to talk about those three guys, who they are, and why you should care. So
1: we'll start with the 50th overall pick. Gerald Brantley out of the College of Charleston. He's a small forward, averaged uh, 19.5 points per game, 8.5 rebounds. He shot 52% from the field, went 50th overall, like I said. Um... And uh, I actually like his game, Um, watching his highlights. Mm -hmm. It seems like a good pickup for the Jazz. The way they acquired him, uh, I think it was the 2023 second-round pick, traded to Indiana, so Indiana made the selection, traded him to Utah. Um, I like the pick, though. Uh, uh, It it adds, um, if he's able to make the Jazz rotation, it adds someone in that front court to take a couple minutes a night from uh, Favors and Royce O'Neal, and then we'll maybe see... Um, Like George Niang and uh, Joe Ingles maybe see some minutes at the four as well.
0: Yeah. Um, The other interesting note with all these picks, but um, you'll notice that their uh, three-point percentage is noticeably higher um, than Jay Crowder and some other assets (laughs) that we traded. Uh, For example, Brantley, he shot 35% from the three, which is Pretty good. Uh, Jays was 33 or 32 or something. Granted,
2: that three-point line is longer in the NBA. True. Different game, different length, different speed. But, yeah, I guess the the thing that I'm wondering is, do they expect one of these guys, one of the forwards, two of the three are forwards they drafted, the Jazz, to replace a guy like Jay Crowder? Because I don't know if you can replace. He's such a... He's unique. He's a unique type of player. So I'm not sure if they anticipate that... One of these guys will replace Jake Crowder, or if uh, something else is in the works. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we
1: saw uh, after the draft, um, Justin Zanuck, the new Jazz general manager, came out and talked about, hey, you know what? We were aggressive late in the rounds, and we're still going to be aggressive in free agency. Yeah. Um, The Jazz still do have options. Um, They had a problem with not having roster spots filled uh, after... Um, Because I I don't think many guys are going to be brought back
0: um, that have team options right now. By the way, let me preface this by saying that Zach Hicken is now an expert in everything roster and everything salary cap. Yeah, let's just say
1: when you make a mistake (laughs) on a podcast, but it didn't happen because the audio no longer exists. But when you make a mistake on a podcast, um, you go back and uh, research everything that you can about it. Um, I I know a lot about the salary cap and free agency and the The collective bargaining agreement. agreement. (laughs) I did a lot of research yesterday. So, yes, I am doing my job as a journalist. Um, I'm trying to collect that check. Yeah. Uh, small as it may be. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. So, with the Jazz, the way that their roster was constructed, basically, they're not going to bring back Tabo. Probably not going to bring back Howell Netto. Probably not going to bring back, uh, uh, I already said Tabo. E- Epe Udo. Okay. Um, Ricky's gone. It yeah. looks like he, Indiana's maybe interested in him. I like that fit, by the way. Gonna miss you, Ricky. But, you um, know, so the Jazz have some open roster spots. Then they traded away Corver, Crowder, and Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of guys. A lot of guys are leaving. Leaving. And so this team is going to be very constructed very differently than it was over the last two seasons where we only saw... One roster move with a Jonas Rebko <laughs> or Jonas Rebko, however you prefer to <laughs> Yo- say it. Would
0: you say Jonas your Rebko? Yeah,
1: that that's how mean? he okay. said
0: he's, it's pr- supposed
1: to be yeah. pronounced. Okay. Yes,
2: I believe the J is silent. Uh, soft, yeah, yogging. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: he is from Sweden after all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Grayson Cole and Cole Allen Cole. was the uh, one who replaced uh, Jonas there. But now we're going to see a very differently constructed roster. There could still, like I said, Justin uh, Zanuck said that they are still pursuing free agency mm-hmm. very aggressively. So some of the options that they have, they can obviously relinquish uh, Favors' contract. Right now they have about 4 million. I think it's like three point eight million uh, for a mid-level exception. They can get rid of $16 million with a favors contract. Maybe they can move Tony Bradley. That'll open up about 2 and a half to $3 million. I can't remember exactly what his number is. And then if they move uh, Exum, that's $9.6 million. Or if they just up. go over
2: the salary cap, they can pay the luxury tax. So
1: sure. they can do that. But here's the thing. Here's what I learned yesterday. You can't sign someone in free agency and go over the salary cap or enter luxury tax With that signing, someone in free agency. But what you could do is if uh, maybe someone signed some, and this is very unlikely, um, but maybe uh, let's say Philadelphia signs um, Tobias Harris and does a sign and trade. Okay, sign and trade option, and then Dante Exum and uh, Favors both go to Philadelphia, and the Jazz get Tobias Harris in exchange. That's a plausible option um, that the Jazz would be able to go over the salary cap, over that soft cap. Um, and potentially, yeah, they could enter the luxury tax there and have to pay that, which I do think we talked about it yesterday. I think that the Jazz may be interested in doing that for a season or two. Yeah. They don't want to be a repeater um, because uh, it goes up a dollar per dollar that they spend. So they pay a dollar fifty per dollar that they're over the luxury tax. Oh, and then if they're a repeat
2: a... offender, then it's two fifty per dollar that they're over. So, wait. this can become a significant fine. Right. But is it worth it? Because the timing of this all is fascinating to me with free agency. Because you look at Golden State, mm-hmm. a situation with Kevin Durant, who knows what's going to happen to him, when he's going to play, where he's going to play. Yeah. Even if Golden State well, keeps him. Well, even Clay him,
1: Thompson's gone.
2: And Clay Thompson's likely out for the entirety of the season. So, mm-hmm. with no Durant and no Thompson in. The powerhouse Golden State coming back next season, and the discord that's being reported from the Houston Rockets between Chris yeah. Paul and James Harden, and yes, the Lakers just picked up Anthony Davis to go with LeBron James, well, and they're but
1: looking th- to get a third superstar too. They do have a they
2: do have the uh, the cap space, I believe, to get a third superstar. It takes some time to acclimate with that many superstars in a lineup. Just ask the Miami Heat for mm-hmm. sure. in year number one with Chris Bosh and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. It just takes a little while. They were still good. It just took a little while to figure out the roles of all of those guys because they're all alpha dogs. Right. Yeah, They, they, to they, got, to they, they got to figure <laughs> out whose team it is, how they share, where it goes, and it took a little while. Yeah. So the Lakers aren't going to be automatically just this NBA championship machine. It's right. going to take a little while. So are the Jazz looking at this as Maybe we do pay a luxury tax. Maybe we do something we've never done before. We're extra aggressive, as Zanuck says, and they go out and they figure out a way to get Tobias Harris. And now all of a sudden, you're putting on the floor Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley Jr., Tobias Harris, and whoever else. Probably Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think, think about that type of lineup and culture that the Jazz have under Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's we're talking about crazy. a team that's maybe trying to sneak in the back door while some of these other powerhouses are down, per se, and do something that Utah's never done. Like I don't think Utah's like, oh, we just want to be a, a team that has a home court advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. They clearly want to win an NBA championship. They're spending the type of money on Mike Conley Jr. to do this. Like, this this is a very unique situation. This This feels like... We knew that the jazz were going to be aggressive.
0: Taking biting the bullet and taking that luxury tax is the epitome of aggressive, yeah. that the jazz could do. Yeah, which is insane because me and you were saying, before all this craziness happened, we're like, don't be surprised that the jazz do nothing. <laughs> but
2: yeah. it's it's I'm I was wrong. Well right now, I still think they're a top. Four team in the West for sure. For sure, they're, they're a contender. I, I would say that the only team that I could
1: see being better than them at the forefront of the season, just because of what they accomplished this last season, is Portland. Yeah, sure. Portland, Portland's the Portland only team I would pick better. Um, yeah, Denver finished higher, but the Jazz outplayed Denver. They also now have a point guard to match up against yep. uh, Denver's backcourt. Um, and then I just with everything that's going on with the Lakers, yes, LeBron is a winner. Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the league. But that front office is going to find a way to botch this. We were talking with Mitch Harper earlier. About <laughs> he's a huge the, Lakers he's fan. He's a huge Lakers fan. Huge. Anyway, we were talking huge. about potential free agents that they could add. I'm like, okay, they could get Kemba, Kyrie. or And then he's like, Jimmy Butler. I go, please take Jimmy Butler. Please <laughs>
2: sign Jimmy Butler because it will be a disaster. It will be a black hole. In the Western the Lakers yes. have tried this before on multiple occasions. They did this with Carl Malone and right. Gary Payton. And get, granted, it was late in their careers, but they tried this super, super team. team. Yeah. Didn't work then. And then they did it again <laughs> when they brought in... Steve Nash to play right. with Kobe Bryant and had Crazy. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard How, comes come up, in and it's th- like, oh, they're going to be the Lakers. are going <laughs> to win the multiple championships. Do you want to know something hilarious? No.
1: Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis are the same age, 26, it, when they both went to the Lakers. Okay. And then LeBron James and Kobe are the same age, Whoa. 34. Yeah. So um, I do think that Anthony Davis is a much, much, much better player sure. than Dwight Howard Without was. question. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But
1: I just thought that was interesting because interesting. it hasn't worked out for the Lakers for whatever reason whenever they bring in these all these assets that they have and it, they they struck out in free agency last year. Yeah. But this year, I just I
2: want to see them prove something before they're picked as the favorite. Kyle Kuzma is a really good player and I think that he will be a nice compliment to LeBron James and Anthony Davis and then we'll see what the Lakers do. So I don't think in defense of the Lakers and I know I pointed out that they've tried this before it's been a disaster a couple of times. Yeah. This is this chemistry is a little bit different. LeBron's a different beast. Yes. Mentally and physically and Anthony Davis is an incredible superstar player and they'll those two will figure it out. It's just going to take some time. Like yeah. I don't think the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship next year. I think that, it's too soon. Yeah. It's too yeah. soon. And and LeBron's running out of time, but give give that team that franchise a couple of years before they get to that elite level again. Yeah. Um, and and bring it back to the Jazz. And and we talked about this
0: before. I think you know if anyone can tame, like Jimmy Butler, for example, or whoever ends up going to the Lakers, it's LeBron. LeBron LeBron owns the NBA, and so I think he even has more of a command than Kobe did. LeBron is like a Don you know what I'm saying and like Kobe is just a really good leader and so I think you know even if they do bring in Jimmy Butler who would that locker room would be a disaster yeah LeBron might be able to weather the storm for
1: it would be bit. so fun just from a media standpoint to cover that team on a daily basis yeah for sure um, yeah it would be interesting but um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see what the Jazz try and do in free agency they promise that they are going to remain aggressive mm-hmm. um, like we said and uh, let's talk about the other picks, though. We've kind of buried the lead a little bit. Right. Yeah,
2: and can I say this about the three picks? Is it not the most Utah Jazz thing ever and most Dennis Lindsay thing ever to draft a guy from the College of Charleston, Hofstra, <laughs> and Yale? Yeah. yeah. Like, that is the most Utah Insane. Jazz thing ever. Yeah. And one, at least one of those guys is going to turn out to be like... A good player sure and i we were talking about this during the draft zach like i don't remember working
0: out any of these guys
1: no well they did work out a ton of players they worked sure. out like 70 or 80 players and so it's hard to remember a lot of these guys
0: but i mean past usually, like a, week. usually um, a name comes up and you're like ah yeah yeah I
1: but I, I do think that part of the problem that we're running into is that our focus here at ksl was who those guys might take with the 23rd pick if they decide to keep it. Right. Um, So that's who we were mainly talking about. But, um, yeah, so we already talked Gerald Brantley. uh, Justin Wright Foreman, he's a point guard out of Hofstra. Scored 27 points per game last year. That's second most in the country. So he's a scoring machine. Behind who, John Morant? Uh, I'm not sure who it was. Let me find out. Okay. Let me, this is a... Live podcasting, people. Yeah. We didn't have this prepared. But <laughs> let me add, he shot 42.5% from three-point. What? That what? is unbelievable. Yeah, my notes have that. That is, is a huge, huge, huge addition that the Jazz, you know what? Maybe they stick him in the G League for a year or two, let him continue to develop. But he
2: looks like a guy that can come in and score in bunches. Would he be the third guy at point guard? Would he be the third guy? Because of everything that you brought up. If Ricky Rubio goes, which seems imminent at this point, just a matter of he finding him a He said goodbye yesterday. I shed a tear. How sad. Howl uh, and now even a guy like Grayson Allen, he's so gone. The number
0: one pick, or number one score at, in the NCAA this past season was Chris Clemens out of Campbell.
2: Okay. Chris Clemens. Where did Ja Morant finish?
0: Let me see. Where
2: he's was, got, the, where was he, the Murray State man? I think he was top 10. Seven. Seven, seven or seven. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, so John Moran, top 10 scorer. The point is, uh, is Thompson Wright, or Wright Thompson, sorry. a guy Wright that, Foreman. Wright Foreman, sorry. A guy that can come in and fill a gap and be, can he be the third guy? Will he see floor time this year? I, I don't want to say
1: yes because, well, I, I think he'll see floor time, but I don't think he'll, we'll have to see how he works in the rotation.
2: Right, because right like now it's Conley be, and Exum. Of course, Donovan Mitchell and can and Donovan's going to be the third guy things. at the point getting
1: minutes, and then um, if they need to, then Joe can handle the point with that second. Okay, lineup.
2: so yeah, so I, I wonder if this is just a, a G League investment just to see what hey, you what are you, yeah. what what you going to do?
1: Well, it's it's low risk, low, um, high reward if it ends up working out, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I like what he adds. Though I mean you. The Jazz need shooters, and they need shooters in the backcourt, um, and this is what Right Foreman adds. So, uh, we're, what were you going to say, Hema? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. It's late. Uh, <laughs> This, Yeah, this is very late. Hemma has to be to work tomorrow
0: at 5 a.m. Um, Hema, you got to be times. at 5 a.m.? That's when I wake up. I have to drive from Tula to Salt Lake, and it takes forever. So, <laughs> Yeah. Why do you
2: okay. have to be here to him? Who a, do I have to no, talk to? No, no, I'm not here. It's, not a, here. it's,
0: a, it's a, his I'm other job.
2: job. Oh, oh that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then will um, come here after.
1: But the uh, the last guy that we have uh, that was selected, 58th overall, Mie Oni uh, out of Yale, um, averaged 17 points per game, 6.3 uh, rebounds. Uh, this guy acquired from Golden State for cash. Uh, and I really like – I just watched his film – it's pretty. Fire. He's a shooting guard, and he's <laughs> athletic as heck. He's got wide shoulders. He's long. Yeah. Um. He's a guy that looks like uh, he would be more than a, a 58th overall pick. Yeah. Um. He looks like he could actually add something. Um. There's actually kind of shades of Yoli Childs in his play. He has a nice step back fadeaway, uh, like mid mid range fadeaway that, um like off that spin move that we've seen Yoli do so a number of times. times. Yeah. Uh, he has a little bit more range than Yoli did have this last year. This is just for all you BYU fans that are out there listening because Spencer's on today and Stop you want to hear BYU talk. Stop it. Um, this is just for your fill so you can get an idea of what he's like. But I, I actually really like his game. Uh, he's the first player from the Ivy League drafted since 1995, I think. Wow. Um, and he was the Ivy League Conference Player of the Year this last year. Really, really, really nice pickup. I like him.
2: Well, here's the thing. I don't know about his maturity level, guys. Coming from Yale, I'm a little concerned about this guy's head. No, a notorious party school, Yale. Uh, yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> to go along with the other Y school in the state of right. Utah. Oh my goodness. Uh, again, it's a low. It's a low risk, potential high reward. Who, who knows? And, and I like that the Jazz are being aggressive late in the round. Why not? When when people sure. when things have died down, it's like, hey, let's let's make some moves, let's do some things. And I'm I'm just knowing the history of Dennis Lindsay, One of these dudes is going to be a gamer, absolutely. Well, at least one of them. And if 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 they're not already, you know for dang sure that the Jazz
0: are going to turn them into a gamer. Like they, the Jazz are, are famous for taking just random people, a la Joe Ingles. Sure, player and turning them into. Just great, efficient players. Player so, development, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like what they did. Picking late in the second round is the epitome of, like, fighting sleepers. And I think Dennis Lindsay, of all the GMs, can find sleepers. And so I think that's a lot to be excited for.
1: Well, and like we said earlier, it remains to be seen what the Jazz do with these guys. We're, right now we're projecting that they stick on the roster. Sure. They might These might but be trading look, pieces. They right? could be yes. trade pieces. Or... Um, Just something to acquire more assets or move things around to just help with that salary cap that the Jazz are facing. So um, just to kind of give you guys an idea of some of the stuff that the Jazz have done um, in the past couple of years, let's go back to um, 2016 with their second-round picks. Okay, Isaiah Whitehead, Joel Ballenboy, and Marcus Page. Are any uh, of those guys still in the Wallace. NBA? Uh, I think
2: Joel... Ballenboy's out now, I believe.
1: Ballenboy played the last season in uh, Moscow, so um, he was with the Bucks for a while. He was, I think he was a, a two-way guy with the Jazz um, that one season that he was with them, uh, kind of back and forth, but uh, that was 2016-2017. Thomas Bryant, Nigel Williams-Goss, neither of those guys stuck around. And then last year, Vincent Edwards, and uh, he spent last year with, uh, well, I guess he was traded to the Rockets, and I think that... The Jazz ended up getting uh, Hawes out of – where was he from? Indiana? Purdue? Purdue. Big Purdue. man. Yeah. Um, I think he was with the Stars this last year. I think he was involved with that trade for Edwards. But anyway, um, not a lot of history uh, with these second-round picks sticking, but they're at least filling up roster space right now. And if the Jazz – it at least gives the Jazz options to do something with maybe – like I said earlier
2: Dante Axum or Derek Favors
0: and and bring in free agents yeah. when you
2: when you want the 50th pick and you <laughs> want that guy okay that tells me that he specifically is not going to be uh a guy that they're looking to immediately move hey okay, when you, you you pinpoint that like hey we want you to draft this guy and we want him yeah okay so that scenario tells me that the Jazz want to take a serious look at the kid from Carl Charleston, but after that, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? 53rd pick, 58th pick, those could be moving pieces. they got to pay the rookie minimum. Yeah. It opens up salary cap space, all of that stuff. We'll see uh, what Utah decides to do with those, but one of those, at least one of those guys, with Dennis Lindsay overlooking this, is, in my opinion, going to be a gamer.
0: Yeah, and Dennis we trust, right? Wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he figures out. Uh, let
1: me clarify. I did say earlier that the... Um pick that they got for 50 was the 2023 pick it's actually a 2021 pick and they did give up some cash for it but 58 was only acquired for cash so um oh the jazz also agreed to a deal with Jawan morgan from indiana
0: hmm. a lot of pacers trading going on
1: um so i guess he was an undrafted free agent sorry i'm just kind of looking through twitter to see what we missed <laughs> while we were up here right um uh, yeah, Justin Zanuck's pretty high on these guys, though, even though all three of them are from, like, mid-major, low-level conferences. um, He said... Talent is uh, talent. Yeah, he said talent is talent. If, right? if you're good and you're good in college, the NBA will find you. These guys were all known commodities yeah. with very successful careers. So um, I think that they're pretty high on uh, the guys that they have. Um,
2: good grief. Where did Steph Curry play college basketball? Davidson.
0: Yes. Davidson. Yeah, yeah Davidson. <laughs> like, who knows, right? Butler with Gordon Hayward. Like,
2: just whatever schools. I you know. A lot of these guys are coming from mid-majors to high-mid-majors. Who was it last year that played for Wichita? Or is that John
0: Morant?
2: Fred I mean? Van Vliet Fred the Toronto Raptors oh, oh, yeah, comes from a free agent. Yeah. Wichita State. Right, and I was just, just like,
0: who? And... Yeah,
2: dude. Dude, you
0: look at you
1: look at the Raptors and what they built for a championship team. They won a championship with zero lottery picks, and that was highlighted today by the commissioner Adam Silver. Uh huh. And so, um, when you get the right pieces, and the right culture, and the right development, and take the right risks, and take the right risks, you can win a championship. And guess what? The Jazz have done that over the last several seasons. Yeah. So I'm very, very, very um, optimistic moving forward. Even, you know, these guys are second-round picks. I think that the Jazz are still going to be aggressive, and I can't wait. So um, it's going to be fun. But we, uh, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see what else they'll do. Um, But, uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else?
0: No.
2: Spence. Go Cougs. Go Um, Cougs. Is that that cool if I say that on this podcast? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, uh,
1: We had BYU Media Day this week. A lot of fun banter back
2: and forth between BYU and Utah. Oh, <laughs> Dude, this again, This it just starting. solidifies in everyone's mind in the state of Utah. Absolutely. Like and Colorado
1: is Utah's biggest rival. <laughs> regionally and, and
2: nationally, for that matter, that BYU and Utah will forever be one of the most heated, most unique Absolutely. rivalries in college sports. I don't care. I've talked to several national writers yeah. who always bring up, oh man, the social media dynamic between Utah and BYU is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like guys like Kirk Herbstreet and Reese Davis. Like yeah. I've had conversations with those guys about <laughs> oh, BYU look at and a Utah. Who's a big shot here? No, Spencer. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, not, just kidding. Not even I mean the name drop. <laughs> this is about them. <laughs> this is about them. So we have them. We feature them on the show on occasion. Yeah. And typically, it's around a big game, a rivalry game, or if BYU has done something crazy. Sure. And it always will turn to, man, you you guys, uh, and then your rivals aren't messing around on Twitter. It's just like. <laughs> Y- yes, yeah. that that, is what, that is, is. is what it is. Thank you, thank you for noticing. They, yeah. they validate that it is. Uh, it's such a unique thing, um, and unfortunately for BYU, media day buzz was good. The juice was high, and now there's some uncertainty because of the news we found out from Neil Pau today, who was That's arrested right. for driving under the influence. He has pled not guilty to those charges. Uh, here's what I hope happens for Neil: uh, one, that he can still play football at BYU, yes, and two, that he's not always pinned as oh that guy yeah like mm-hmm. if we were all pinned to our worst moments Absolutely. and they were public knowledge then we would be all of us would be mortified yeah. right so let's be above that yes let's be above it and i'm not saying that he shouldn't be held accountable for a no, situation like no. that and i'm sure his teammates are are bummed out for neil and he's a good kid i've talked to him on a number of occasions and uh i i think he's a good football player he's an emerging receiver he's yeah. in the two deep um but let's not let's not be that type of person that is like, oh yeah, I, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. For that, absolutely. Let's let's be above that. That's harder. It's easier said than done. But like, uh, that's kind of what I hope for Neil. Just the best thing that he gets to play football again. Maybe it's not a BYU, but he plays football again somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Me You too. don't
1: shun him. You put his arm around him. You get him the help that he needs. And um, you know, if that means that he needs to move on from BYU and find another program, then so be it. But. Is as it, it for the, his teammates and his coaches, just know that they're there to support him and um whatever he needs help with moving
0: forward, sure. they're they're yeah. there for him. For sure. And so yeah, all the best to um Neil and hopefully you know he gets the help that he needs. Um I do it, I do have one last question kay. for
1: Spencer real quick, unless you have something no, no. related to BYU. We can go Pay all night, gentlemen, Kay. for sure. This is my last question for you, Spencer. We've got to get some pop culture in. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Last time we saw you, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. because uh, you're not helping out as much, because Sam's here.
2: Is that the excuse you're making, Zach? That's the excuse
1: that (laughs) I was given from above. Yeah, we haven't
2: had you on for a while, because you suck, bro. Not even. You know, I'll say this.
1: The last time that you came on with us, one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far. It was a lot of fun. But you've been trying to binge through a couple shows. Uh uh, Game of Thrones, and then you've been watching um,
2: Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad with your wife. Breaking Bad. How are
1: those going? I can't, can you give us an I
2: can't consume them fast enough. Like I feel torn. I feel like it's I'm hard. I'm yeah. serving two masters with both of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like I want to devote attention this area and then but oh my gosh, breaking bad is so right. compelling and I let's just finish this and my wife and I are going with my family and extended family to Santa Fe, New Mexico in July. Oh, my goodness. Yes. you got to see the pizza house. Okay. So we are going to Santa Fe. We are driving through Albuquerque. We are going to take a full-on Breaking Bad tour in Albuquerque cool. and go to all of the sites. But we have to finish this, the sure. this show before we go there. We're like late season four. And okay, I'm like, we've got to schedule it out. we got to power through this baby so that we can enjoy New Mexico to the fullest. Have, Have you heard... ever been
1: to Albuquerque before?
2: I've never been. So we go to places we've never been. We did okay. Sedona, Arizona a little while ago, oh. which is beautiful. And uh, it's kind of like a desert version of Park City. Okay. Oh, okay? It's like two hours north of Phoenix okay. in, in the mountains of Arizona. <laughs> um, in between uh, Flagstaff <laughs> and Phoenix. So not as hot. But yeah, we 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 pinpointed this like five star resort in Santa Fe and it's a high of 88 degrees in the summer there because it's an elevation. That's not bad. That's awesome. Okay? Yeah. But then we started watching Breaking Bad and we're like, this trip has now become more about Breaking Bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I heard. So the word on the street is one of my friends did this tour um, before that there's actually a Los Hermanos restaurant. Los Poyos Hermanos. Go Los Poyos Hermanos. The okay. Chicken Brothers. That you can go see.
2: And I don't know if it's, if it's, like, functional or if it's just a... Just a, a building from the yeah, show. I don't Where's know. Just a car wash. I need to see the car wash. The car wash I need too. to see the pizza house. And by the way, that pizza scene, you probably both know this, but reading up on that, that was not supposed to happen yes. that way. He yeah. throws the box just out of frustration and the pizza comes out perfectly and, like, lands ever <laughs> so gently on the roof. And then they turn that into, like, this continuing theme yeah. which i thought was just brilliant by yeah. the writers. Hilarious. Yes, yeah, so all of these different scenes in different episodes where he pulls up and the pizza's still there. <laughs> I just
1: I, it's brilliant. That's brilliant. a brilliant
2: show. It, that,
1: it. it's an it's an amazing show. Let me tell you this about Albuquerque. I just went for the first time with JJ back in December for the uh, New Mexico Bowl. You are going to see a hell of a lot of uh, attorney billboards, okay? Every single billboard in Albuquerque is for an attorney. And better so call Saul. like The <laughs> Better Call Saul um like shtick is 100% real. Two, super underrated food town. The green chili in Albuquerque oh, yeah. is fantastic. And you have it so in many. everything. Yeah, they have it in everything mac and cheese, pulled pork, mm-hmm. ice cream. They got ice it in cream. everything. I'm just kidding. Oh, there. But like, breakfast what? burritos. I had a green chili burger. It was fantastic. One of my favorite places that I've been to, just food wise. Mm. Jeremiah knew the spots. I have no idea where the heck we went. It was all uh, Triple D.
2: Okay, oh yeah, diners, uh, locations and dives.
1: So if you. Make a stop in Albuquerque to eat. Uh-huh. Make sure um, that you look up the diners, drive-ins, and dives yes. places because it seriously, like I said, some of the best food that I've ever had. Fantastic! In my life. Yeah, Interesting. we're we're
2: stopping in Four Corners. Cool. You know, we'll uh, we'll flip the coin. A la, uh Walter White's wife. Right, you that's know? awesome. And <laughs> uh, where are you at with Game of Thrones? Uh, season three. Okay, because I had to put that a little bit on hiatus because one, all of the hype died down from everyone so I was like I feel like I'm living this alone oh, yeah. now <laughs> and uh, we gotta hurry for Breaking Bad yeah so but that, that said like both shows incredibly well produced I don't know so how mind blown I would be to go through both of those at the same
0: time it's for the first time right because they're both good shows they're, <sighs> they're two of the best shows two of the top ten shows of all time in my opinion I might say this is my opinion
2: the ending of Breaking Bad
0: was better than the ending of Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, no Don't question. Spoiler-free environment.
2: Spoiler-free environment, gentlemen. Yeah, sure, One of the absolutely. best endings
1: is uh, is uh, Breaking Bad. That's all I'll say. That's all, that's I'll, all, all say. I'll say. Top three, okay. all time.
2: Yep. Okay. Very cool.
1: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Yo. <laughs>
2: I love it. Who's your favorite character? Oh, it's got to be Jesse. Okay.
1: Okay. Awesome. I like it. I'm a big Aaron Paul fan. but yeah, me too. Okay, I think that's all we have for pop culture today. Cool. But,
0: but hey, Spence.
2: It's great having you. Oh, it's always good to be with you guys. It's awesome.
0: We love having you on the pod. Um, you know, coming up next, we're gonna have my brother. Speaking of uh, BYU ties or whatever, mm-hmm. he doesn't play for BYU; he plays for Stanford. But we're a BYU family. unless well, see you're one up and in there. Okay. And in fact, whatever. my dad, Locke who played at BYU, we're gonna bring on his least disappointing son, <laughs> Houston <laughs> Hamuley. He's in town, right? He's in town. <laughs> cool. He's been in town for a week, and so. Yeah, we're gonna talk with him. Talk with him next and uh, see what's going on with him and the other boys from Utah that are at Stanford. Who is along for the ride today? Well, Zach? why don't you introduce him? All right. Um, this is actually to preface this. He just happened. He's in town for the weekend. My brother, Houston Hamuli. Say hi to everybody, Houston. Hello, everybody. It's me, Houston. get a little little bit closer to the mic. A little closer to the mic. Right here. Okay. We good now? Yeah, you're good. that mic. What's up, guys? Houston is my little brother, and he is Stanford University's star fullback, number 34, Houston A. Mooley. Houston, thanks for coming on the podcast. How's everything going so far? It is no problem, man. Thanks for having me here. How's how's your summer? Yeah. What's your summer like? My summer has been great. So we got like a week and a half off from campus. Okay. So we... uh, we finish our finals and the router finals are like, Oh yeah, y'all go home, enjoy your time before we uh you know, put you guys back on a huge program and make you sweat. So. It's 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 been fun, um, following Houston. Houston is a junior at Stanford. Um Zach actually knows some guys from Stanford.
1: Yeah, I uh I went to school with a couple of guys that played at Stanford. I think they're yeah, they're both gone now. Uh Brandon Fanica, Dallas Lloyd, um, both PG guys, both PG guys. So That's they're cool. repping, uh, reppin the G. Yeah, out in
0: uh, Palo Alto.
1: Okay. By the way, is Stanford's campus actually in a city called Stanford, or is it in Palo
0: Alto? Okay. You know what? That's actually an interesting question because I don't know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we see it both ways. Because like, things.
1: so we go on to like ESPN because we have to put like in our lower third graphics like yeah. what city the stadium or like the basketball arena is right. in, and I was. Mind blown when it said Stanford, California. I go, what? I thought it was in Palo Alto. So maybe part of it's in? I don't know. Yo, I, I don't, was wondering if you knew. <laughs> I have an
0: address um, where I'm on campus, and I was filling it out, and all of a sudden, I was like, they are like, yeah, this is this is the address, yada, yada, Stanford, California. I'm like, okay. oh, I'm like, this is a city. So I'm guessing that it's Stanford, California. Well, we have a fire station and a police station. Dope. Does that count? Is that what yeah. it is? Is it a- Stanford City Fire Department? That's a good question. <laughs> you be I'll be no honest, man. Yeah. No one knows. Stanford's kind of an enigma sometimes. Actually, is, Stanford, they just extinguished themselves. They've got the robotic technology to just <laughs> I think they just proclaim the themselves a city. I think they're just like, We're a city now. And okay. then people just accepted it.
1: Dope. What are you uh, what are you studying?
0: So I'm studying human biology. Cool. So yeah, I wanna, that going. Man. It's you know hard. what? It's a great it's a great experience. You know, life is yeah. all about, about, you know failure and learning from failure. And I'm learning a lot from failure. So okay. And biology is about
1: life. So biology, by all accounts, is about failure is what I'm getting from it. it.
0: Exactly. You know what? I think we're on the same <laughs> wave at this point. Yeah. Um, you must have studied human biology too because you seem to understand it.
1: Uh, I did at one point. didn't work out. That's why I'm now a sports That's producer we... at a local <laughs> TV station. We write about sports. Yeah. For
0: the internet. Yes. <laughs> that is our job. Um, Houston, talk to us a little bit about um, what, it, what the day-to-day thing – is like for a Stanford athlete. Especially one not from California. Yeah, so day to day grind is usually you wake up around probably seven AM, seven thirty and if it's during the off season, you have workouts. You know, you have the option to go early morning and then you have like a mandatory breakfast you have to attend at least by ten really? o'clock. Yeah. So, so you actually, have to eat or you just you have to be there? You have to check in. You have to come and say, huh. hey, What's up coach? I'm here. Yeah. I'm getting food or like yeah. you know just so they can see you. And then throughout the rest of the day, it's all just school. So from, for me, wow. it was 10 to about 3.30 I had classes. Mm-hmm. And then after 3.30, we usually had another lift. And we had like a practice late at night, just like a little team practice. And obviously, if you want to be a better athlete, if you want to be better, you're you going to put more. in more time. Yeah. So usually around 8 o'clock, 8.30 is when all the guys finally started getting busted on their homework and oh their schoolwork. Gosh. And so when what time do you go to bed usually? Um. I say like around probably twelve or one. Usually one was and you the wake average. up at what? Usually around seven. So seven to one, full day of just nonstop stuff. Yeah, I got to I, a couple cat naps here and there, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you gotta have a nap. That's amazing. Um, That's how are, crazy.
1: And you guys have been speaking of like that that like relentless, never ending grind. You've been in the backfield with some pretty talented guys that I'm sure took full advantage of getting every extra rep that they could in Bryce Love and Christian McCaffrey. What's it like um, playing with uh, guys like that?
0: So Bryce Love was – unfortunately, I missed Christian McCaffrey by a year. Oh, okay, okay. I really wish I was there for that one. Oh, you did watch him, though. I watched him. I watched him a lot. But, you know, Bryce Love was the type of person that would take advantage of every single rep he had during practices. Mm -hmm. If we had one rep and coach is like, all right, we're about to wrap up, he's like, no, 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 let me get one more. Let Let me just get a couple more. Okay. And just his attitude towards everything was amazing. He was also a human biology major, so oh. he helped. Are he helped a lot me. of or uh, any other athletes, uh, football players, human bio? Majors? Yeah, we have. Uh, so the D tackle Javon Swan, okay. human bio major, and then the safety. He just graduated. Um, he was also a home bio major. Okay. And Bryce actually just graduated. You know, he came back for graduation, finished his degree, and now wow. he's in the NFL. Oh, that's so. dope! Fourth s- round pick to the Washington Redskins. Yeah. So. Uh, he has his pick of what he wants to do next. That's cool, man. Um, Talk a little bit about uh, the other Utah boys that are on the Stanford roster. Me and Zach talk about this all the time. Yeah. Secrets out. Utah's got some ballers. Utah, like the state of Utah.
1: Yeah, no, we're seeing guys go to, you know, Washington, USC, Uh uh, Stanford, um, heck, Michigan, Michigan State. Kids are going all over the country. yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Um, kids are going all over the country, but one of the places that's been – really took advantage of this first was Stanford, um, like when, when Utah first joined the Pac-12, and uh, Dallas, who we Dallas. mentioned earlier, was like one of the first guys um, who was LDS that was recruited from uh, the state of Utah, and now um, it's kind of a thing. Like, you're out there with, like, uh, Gabe Reed, Brandon Fanica was just recently there. Um, Simi Semi Fehoko. Uh, Sione Hamuli Lund signed there uh, out of high school. Um, Uh, Missing
0: one. Loa Kafusi. Oh, Loa, yeah. One of the Kafusi Kafusi Um, kids. And then, like, you know, uh, Cody Lavani's, the Mooney's on on his mission right now. He actually came off his mission. Oh, he just came out? He's here. Did he he, uh, report already? Uh, Not yet. I think he's reporting. Actually, I think he's reporting tomorrow. Okay. We were with him just past weekend. Looking good. He came back from New Zealand. So, I mean, those guys come back a little thick. Yeah, he's looking good. Th- good food, out Look there, a good man. thick. He's looking a good thick. Yeah, two Cs.
1: That's dope. Um, yeah. What? What, uh, what? Which of these guys is kind of standing out right now?
0: Obviously, Gabe Reed had a great season last season. Absolutely. Um, I think he was actually ranked. I think third Pac-12 for sacks. Really? Because I think following Notre Dame, he had a sack like every game. Oh, that's crazy. Like he that's was, cool. he was going off, and so he's already he's on he's on the list. He's yeah. people are already watching out for him. I think offenses are already trying to plan around Gabe's pass rushing. Cool. Simi Fihoko had a great spring too. Like he's oh. probably one of the fastest dudes I've ever seen. Like, is he team. the fastest on the team? He's, a, I think he is. He's fast. He, he had like a 4-3-2. That's insane. What did Bryce Love run? I don't remember what Bryce Love ran. I'll Love, be honest. Low four threes. It was definitely a low four three. Wow. Simi just one of those guys because he's so tall. Yeah. And you think like, okay, like he's got a good stride. No, he's quick. He's out the gate. He was just gone. That's cool. Insane. And he was grabbing those footballs during yeah. the. During the spring practices that we're having, so he's gonna be look he's gonna that's look awesome. good. Dang, that's awesome. Um, a lot of Paulies, a lot of you boys on the Stanford squad. It's pretty sweet. And like for me, you know personally, I think it's really cool to have Polynesians that can prove that like not only are they in the Pac twelve, but they can go to Stanford, they mm-hmm. can succeed and do those things. Um, you talked about Gabe Reed; he's one of the guys um, that's ex- succeeding right now, excelling at his position. Um, dude's also excelling at life. Just had a. Just had a wedding. Yeah, he just got married. Um, He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah. The uh, Talk a little bit about the uh, – because I saw your Instagram snaps of, like, the um, bachelor party. Yeah. It was like a college – Utah college football star, like, yeah. stacked event. It was. I mean, this is a Utah bachelor party, so fortunately we couldn't break out any of the alcohol. But, <laughs> you know, um, I'm just kidding, guys. Anyways, yeah, because it's Gabe. Yeah, and who was he, there? So just off the top of your so, head, so I mean, Brick Covey was there, Devin Kafusi was there. We had some dudes from Weber State. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest; I wish I knew their names. Uh, sorry, guys. Just some dudes. <laughs> just, just some college some <laughs> guys. Players. Um, you know, Loa Kafusi was there, uh-huh. and um, I try to remember. So we got Utah guys, BYU guys, BYU Weber State guys. guys. We actually, and then we saw a couple of the, some some boys from East, and there were one of them who's was going to Washington, and one who came back from his mission. Okay. Cool. But he wasn't in a party, but we were right there. And we were just talking with yeah. him too. So so, like, cool. They just all
1: happened to be there. Uh, um, like, the? is, uh, is Gabe's wife from California? Is she from Utah? No, she's from Utah. Okay, so all you Stanford boys go out there, and you're coming <laughs> back and marrying girls from Utah. Yeah. Like, what's up with what's that? The because deal? Dallas did that. Brandon did that. Um, Like, th- <laughs> was one of the things that they recruited you, like when Lance and uh, Coach Shaw came in your living room, were they like, oh, yeah, the dating scenes out here are great, especially for like. LDS, we, LDS athletes, like, we have a great institute. Was that a pitch that they threw to you? Whoa.
0: I mean, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Or maybe they did and they, you guys went and it was a we, hard yeah. pass. We came over there and we're like, this is not as cool as I think you guys showed us. Like They, they didn't even show us what it looked like with the institute there. It was yeah. just like, here's the building. I'm like, oh, it's a cool building. Like, See, I bet yeah. there's some great people here. Yeah. <laughs> great people. But yeah, I know. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up. That's pretty crazy. Because I thought, like, oh, that'd be dope. They're going to, like, you know, date girls from like other places, you know, broaden their horizons. Yeah. No, not so much. No, they're just gonna come back to Utah. It's like find. in the scriptures, where it's like the land of flowing honey and stuff like that. That's, uh, that's Utah. So. <laughs> is that Utah? I think that's the land of flowing honey's. Um, oh gosh, that's awesome. I guess uh, the grass is not always greener on the farm. Yo, it's not even green. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're gonna get so much trouble from the girls back at back back of your school. They're not, they're not. They're they're they, they don't don't, they're gonna be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's> true. <laughs> they just got kidding. their own goals. In no, mine. but they um like like I said, it's just Utah. You can find it's much easier for people to find people yeah. with the same standards and like grow up. You grow up around them, too, a lot yeah. of them than you in high school. You meet so. those guys. That's interesting.
1: That's dope. Um, what do you do in your uh, – it sounds like you don't have a lot of free time. Mm. But I know you're Heymuli. You're a talented musician. You like music. But, like, what else do you do in your free time?
0: I'll keep keep it 100 with you. I play games. I, okay. Uh... It's a perfect <laughs> college experience. It's a great experience. Yeah. So it's funny because in our locker room, there's three huge – so there's, like, a lounge area. There's yeah. a study area, some lockers, you know. And then in the front, towards it, there's just three TVs. And me and Simi <laughs> oh, and Loa decided to bring all of our systems to the facilities, and we hooked them up to all the TVs.
1: <laughs> Your brother did the exact same thing with the big screens that we have here with the Zen
0: 64. Okay. Well, we play GoldenEye. That's true. We do play GoldenEye. Hey, that's a classic game. <laughs> that's, that's actually the it's game. It's pretty dope. That's the game. But you don't was play GoldenEye. Fir- wasn't that the first multiplayer shooter? Was that the first one? It was one of them, yeah. It was. The first one was Doom.
1: Yeah, Doom oh, was the first dude. one that comes about. But mind this is the first
0: one where you could uh shoot each other. Yeah. I think. So um yeah. You guys don't play Goldeneye. You play something much more advanced, right? Yeah, we play Apex. Okay. It's kinda like Fortnite, you know, in a sense, but you don't have to build. <laughs> so it's Fortnite minus the forts. Yeah. That's the almost.
1: hardest thing about Fortnite. So I used to play it back before I had a kid. By <laughs> the way, once you have a kid, your life completely changes. You can't do stuff like game anymore. So enjoy it while you can. Oh. Um but I uh yeah, I used to play Fortnite, and like the one thing that I just sucked at was building. And so, all these like little 12 year olds would just destroy me <laughs> because they could build and I couldn't. But I can shoot really good, but
0: yeah, yeah I just can't build. You play Golden so you to know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. How do you build and shoot at the same time? I have no idea. Dude, I'm also it's, old. It's
1: the most insane thing, and kids play it on their keyboards too. Oh, and they're just they're insane. They're insane. so fast, dude. Like, we'll have to show you like a okay. video clip from Ninja. He's, okay. like, the number one ranked Fortnite player in the world. Dude's insane. So like, is, seriously, he's is, insane.
0: Is Apex pretty intense, too? Apex is pretty intense. I think uh, for some reason on Stanford, like, yes. it's pu- everyone's playing Apex for some reason. Like, it's because they invented it there, I think. Maybe. They some wrote the code Some for part it. of technology is from, <laughs> from Stanford, I bet. Yeah. But it's just, like, one of their down times now. So whenever we have times, we'll, like, we'll come back up from a lift. Yeah. And I'll be like, all right, I got dinner soon. But I got about a 30-minute window. <laughs> I look at Gabe. And like you know what we're gonna do, we you a over. twinkle in your eye. We go right to the right to the to the TVs, and there we are shooting, playing yeah. games. It's... Well, now he's married, so kiss that goodbye. I know he's gonna be on the You're phone gonna miss him. with his wife. I was like, I was playing them earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I was <playing> with him. <laughs> The the moment that he had away from his wife, I was yeah. like, hey, bro, hop on. <laughs> uh,
1: is it is it like uh, is it on cell phones or is it just on?
0: It's just on um, consoles. Okay, so cool. PS4, so, Xbox.
1: Okay. Do you play PS4 or Xbox? Xbox. Okay, I'm a big Xbox guy. Okay. Like dating back to like
0: Halo and stuff like I that. I think that's the only reason why I stuck with Xbox is because Halo. I remember okay. when Xbox came out, I was working for Costco, and so
2: eventually oh really?
0: yeah, we, we got the Xbox. Do you remember the first game Halo. we had? It was like a it was like a car game. It was a car game. It was like Midtown Madness or something it's, like that. It's so stupid, but we could upload your own music and that was the cool thing. That was the coolest thing. We had music um, on our Xbox, I remember that anyways. Yeah, I've always been like a Nintendo
1: guy, and then obviously like Nintendo fell behind for a little bit. Yeah.
0: My brother just got a switch. Actually, oh I did just dude, get a switch.
1: What, what games do you have? So right now I
0: have Mario Kart. Okay,
1: um, dude, Mario Kart's fun. My wife's addicted Mario to Mario Kart. Super like, fun. There were times when we first got it that I'd wake up at like six a.m. and my wife wouldn't be in bed. I'd be like, "What the heck is going on?" No, way. I'd go downstairs and she'd be playing Mario Kart. You married the right woman. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you married a great woman. That's, that's if like you're listening only... right now.
0: You're a wonderful woman.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like the only video game that she likes to play, but like it's super addicting. Um, yeah. Uh, You got to get Zelda for it if you don't have it yet. I need to get Zelda. Zelda's dope, and you got to get the like the DLC.
0: The DLC pack, yeah, the the DLC
1: pack's pretty fun. I've been playing that. I I haven't played my Switch for a while. It's been a minute. So too um, busy. Yeah, I'm too busy with the kids at work. But my kid was uh, napping the other day, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play Super Smash Bros. So I got I broke out Super Smash Bros. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play Zelda. And so I played Zelda for like an hour, and I was like, man, this game's great. This is like. Up there with, like, Ocarina of Time is, like, one of the best Ocarina Zelda Time games. Ocarina of Time is, that game was yeah. OD. So then, love then, that then his kid
0: starts crying, and he's like, shut up, I'm still playing Ocarina <laughs> Time. I, like, mute Zelda. the monitor. <laughs> Honey, if it. you're listening, I'm just He's kidding. joking. We're joking. <laughs> you just gotta give the kid a controller and just like, oh, yeah, that's you. Right there. Just yeah. Like that's a true. dead Xbox oh. controller. Yeah. By the way, I just had Hendrix on the podcast the last episode. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite snaps of yours in Instagram was when you're playing Apex, and Hendrix is playing, too. And you snapped and you're like, I don't think I should be playing or showing you this game or whatever. And you kept <laughs> saying, we got to shoot the guys. And Hendrix is like, no, you have to kill them. You have oh, to kill the guys. They're, oh, they're, no, no, no! You don't kill the guys. He's like, no, you shoot them till they're dead. Yeah, you kill them. I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to raise your kid like this. Oh gosh! But I needed That's to play awesome. Apex, so and I'm like, kill them all, son. Kill them all. Get them. <laughs> so, uh, Huse, do you want to drop uh, your social handles or something if you want people to follow you? Actually, I want if you're playing Apex, all my Apex guys out there, Ace Stanford 35, hit me up. I'm on Xbox. Whenever I have time, I want you to come in. Uh, <laughs> Catch that smoke. With that's me. that's the handle you drop. That's your, the hand, I want to drop the X-Bucks game. That's live handle because cool. I don't want you to see my social media. It's kind of pathetic, but uh you really are a Stanford nerd. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. Get no, my LinkedIn. Uh... Um, just kidding. I don't have a LinkedIn. make one. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> hey, who drop my LinkedIn? Like,
1: you want to drop like uh, your Instagram profile, your uh, SoundCloud rapper you or profile, yeah, dude? Y- yeah. So what's your SoundCloud? I stopped
0: MySpace. If y'all want to hit me up, uh, just let me know. Shut Big up. on Bebo. Yes. Yeah. Has there been Club Penguin. Yeah, I got Club, Club Penguin. Peng- okay, so. do you remember Bebo? I do. Okay,
1: Bebo was the dopest social media site. It was like, it was uh, this bridge between MySpace and Facebook, um, and like you could have like your top, like three friends on your Facebook or on your page. You could like leave notes. You could get, leave people like hearts or thumbs up. Like it was way ahead of its time. They still have this. No, it it got taken over by porn bots and the <laughs> site pretty much got shut. I'm, I'm okay. dead serious. Like, there, there goes that people then. were like going on there and making fake accounts and like targeting like teenagers. Oh goodness. Yeah, and so goodness everyone ba- basically left the site for Facebook and now it's like a music mm. uh sharing site. I don't know. I haven't been on like, like Wire yeah, type of deal or uh... I mean this is this is like 10 years ago, so yeah. dating ourselves here.
0: Anyways, well, um yeah, anything else you want to drop to the people? But, yeah, actually, my actual handle, um, if y'all want to know, <laughs> at H H E I M U L I Instagram. i I'm bummed because he grabbed it first. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm so old that You, I have, you have a great
1: social... uh, handle, though. Like, you have the yeah, full yeah. name in there, H-E-M-U-L-I Jr. Like, I that's get, pretty I get cool. my whole
0: name in there, but I really swiped that one before. I, I would have liked H-E-M-U-L-I <laughs> for sure.
1: No, that's awesome. Well, uh, Houston, thanks for coming in with us, and uh, we appreciate you taking – some time to come hang out at the ksl studios yeah, and dude. uh enjoy the rest of your time in utah before you head back out to stanford thank you thanks
0: for having me yeah. here this has been great yep awesome yeah, yeah just feel free to come on again actually you have no choice because i'm your older brother and That's uh, i make you do whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> so cool thanks houston all right special thank you to spencer linton and my brother houston Hamuli. um it was great having you guys on the pod uh, so much fun uh so listen up and uh, check us out on Sports Beat on Sunday. A lot of good content coming up. We're going to have uh, uh, the BYU basketball coach, right?
1: In two weeks, yeah, Mark Pope's going to okay. be on Sports Beat. So stay tuned for that great conversation. Um, as always, uh, with Mark Pope, he's always he always brings the fire. Um, Sunday, though, we have uh, Utah Jazz beat writer for the Deseret News, uh, yes. Eric Woodyard. Um, and uh, we'll have more on the Jazz draft, uh, the trade implications, and what moves they may make in free agency. Yep. So listen to the experts: Jeremiah Jensen, Sam Farnsworth, Eric Woodyard, not us. And then uh, <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends. Um, we gotta make our boss happy. Yeah. And so and check out KSLSports.com. I gotta yeah. throw that in there too. For sure.
0: So thanks for listening. I'm Hem Heymuller Jr.
1: I'm Zach Hickin. Good night, everybody.